Lay. Sir. Yeah. Yeah. Kane is in the building. Yeah. Alright, already the show goes on all night. Till the morning we dream so long. Anybody ever wonder when they will see the thunder? Just remember when you come up. And welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Always Pressing PGA DFS Podcast. This week, we'll be previewing the wonderful 2022 Bermuda Championship, where all of the big golfers decided not to go. So that's <laughs> fun. We'll definitely chat that up in a bit and uh, maybe talk a little golf in the past. It's been an uneventful couple weeks in my world. You can check me out on Twitter at BDentric. And my co-host is always on Twitter at DFS Golf Gods. Jesse, how are we doing, my friend? I'm doing well. How are you? Not too bad. Not too bad. Um, how have you liked the uh, golf of late between the CJ Cup and the Zozo? I've been kind of like, yeah, it's been okay. Yeah, I didn't, I haven't watched any golf in the last couple weeks, uh, especially not with the Zozo. But you know, starting at seven thirty on you know, Wednesday and going, in, you know, going through the the morning time here, Eastern Standard Time. So, yeah, I haven't watched any. But it's funny to see Hideki talk about how he did not like his golf game and then go win. I, I it's just the type of shit that happens, man. Oh, it's golf, man. It's yeah, golf. Like, it's sure. so golf. I, I played on Saturday. I, I I hadn't been hitting the ball very well and did not hit the ball well in the range. Went out and shot one of the better rounds. I shot all, you know, all year long. It's just it's fucking golf, man. Yeah. I'm in a weird world where I'm a, I, I keep fluctuating between like a 12 and a 14 handicap. I'm just like all over the board. And one day I'll go out and shoot like a 78 or 79. I feel like I'm king of the world. And then I go out and shoot like a 96. Yeah. It's... Like I am so all over the place right now. That's golf in a freaking yeah, It's nutshell. got a way. To, it's got a way of humbling you. That's for sure. Yep. When you think you're comfortable, it just completely just all over you. So it's entertaining. But yeah, Hideki was doing that thing. I remember when we fir- he first came up, he'd always get like shots and be like all disappointed and be like ten feet from the flag and stuff. Oh, he did that a ton in this one because I didn't watch it a lot of it. I saw highlights or the times I did have it on, like in the background. He did like a, literally a shot like that, and he'd be like, "Oh, this must not be good." And then pff, he's like sitting right there. It's just yeah. Hideki was uh, he's something else. He's a heck of a golfer, but he's he's something else. But yeah, it was it was a weird tournament. The weather was nasty, so you got some. There wasn't a lot of scoring on the, the grounds two and three. Yeah, a bunch of scoring on Sunday to kind of bring some guys back into it. It was uh, it was what it was. It's the best way I can put it. But um, a lot of guys got to play it this year because a lot of the big guys did not travel to Japan. So I hope they got, enjoyed that free check and some FedEx money because a lot of those guys aren't coming to the Bermuda. That's the disappointing part here, Jesse. Supposed to be 132 golfer field. Currently, as we record, it's 131 because they have had, I think, 14 or 15 different withdrawals, if not more. And they've had, uh, they've exhausted the alternate pool. They're out of options. So from here on out, we just lose players. So it's going to be a fun one, Jesse. It's funny, too, because uh, what we were talking about beforehand, too. I mean, the prize pool here is going from $4 million last year to $6.5 million this year with $1.17 million going to the winner. So somebody's getting ready to get their life, you know, changed. Cause there's not a whole lot of like, I don't know if there's anybody in here. Well, I mean, there's a few obviously, but guys that have won, especially guys that have won recently. I don't know if there's anybody in here. Fitzpatrick maybe obviously, but yeah, Fitz won in Europe, I think last weekend, I think it was last weekend. Um, so yeah, like Fitz and Reed are like the two guys at the top of my head. It's like, yeah, they, they don't really care too much, but even like, uh, you know, Guido and, and uh, Pereira and those guys. And then you got Brian Gay, the defending champion, there's a bunch of guys that could really use a, a nice 1.1 plus the exemptions and the points and all that. It's a, like we were saying, it's pretty impressive that a with the increased player pool that more of the at least mediocre middle pack to to higher end guys didn't come, and b all these new corn fairy guys how they did not show up at this event. 
So yeah. the only thing I could think of, maybe it costs too much to travel if you're not going to get a guaranteed check for some of these guys because it is that. And then I saw on Twitter there might be a in Bermuda there might be a special COVID thing. I don't know if there's like you know you have to be vaccinated or I, I don't know the rules to that. But uh, yeah, I'd say it's not a it's not a, it's not a cheap trip by any means because yeah. you're going to go and you're going to get a place for four days in uh on a on an island you know so yeah it's uh, I, I could see that as well but i mean it's full uh because of i i guess you know they it's usually coincides with the wgc hsbc which is in china usually i believe yep and that was canceled so this has got the full fedex cup point status so the winner here is going to get uh you know like if they've won a another um tournament throughout the year um that's not opposite field and then obviously to 1.1 million dollars yeah so it's gonna be a big week we'll see how it goes and as we get into it we'll we'll we'll, um realize why this is kind of an up for grabs event let's put it that way so uh, let's get into it give us some uh, past event history yeah there's not much uh like you said brian gay won last year 1500 in a playoff over wyndham clark and the year before that brendan todd 24 under four shots over harry higgs and that's it yeah and it's a like you said, it's usually been an alt field event, so the power of the field has not been great. So it's a little better this year. I think in reality, it's actually less than last year when you really break it down. But I think I just telling you before the show, there, there was a tweet that um, there's only one American from the top 100 in the OWGR, and it's Patrick Reed in this field. So it's a lot of Euros, a lot of um, guys ranked way outside the top 100. So we'll see how that and goes. But you're not going to get a whole lot of uh, world ranking points here, but who gives a shit when you get $1 million? Get the cash, get the FedEx points, like, to get you some free money later. They're cool. That's like winning a million dollars and worrying about your Roto Grinders uh, rank. <laughs> exactly. That's good <laughs> stuff. That's good. Um, the course we will be seeing them play this week is the Port Royal Golf Course. Uh, I remember when I watched this last year, I'm pretty sure it was this one, and I was like literally looking up how to go play this place, and you had to like stay at the resort and do all this stuff. So it's, it's not cheap, as we said. But it's freaking beautiful. It's absolutely amazing. Uh, it's a short course, so it fits my game very well. It's a par 71, 6,828 yards. So it's uh, barely, I saw somewhere, I think it was 12 to 15 yards longer than Pebble. Pebble's the shortest course, and it's on the ocean too. Go figure. But um, the biggest defense of this golf course is the wind. We've seen the wind just be brutal as all heck. Uh, you'll you'll want to keep in mind because it might actually play a factor in your, um, you know, the, the waves, the AM, PM type stuff. Have to keep that in mind. I'm for now. I'm just pretending it's going to be windy. Period, and that's it's either going to be no wind or windy for everybody. I'm trying not to worry too much about that just yet. But you can set that in your models if you want. When I did it in my models, it just makes things really wacky with this field because most of these guys have not played a lot of golf. So you start taking guys out. Like Mito Pereira has no rounds in windy conditions, so he's off your rankings. So I can't have that. So we we had I had to mix it up a little bit. But um, par seventy one, as I mentioned, Bermuda Greens. Um, it's a Robert Trent Jones course. It's uh, you got four par threes, 11 par fours, three par fives. Most of the par threes are over 200 yards. Most of the par fours are 350 to 400, a couple longer ones, not too bad. All the par fives are very, very gettable. Uh, narrow fairways, but the rough is not too brutal, so it doesn't totally penalize you. Greens will be super slow because it's windy. We said a lot of ocean courses, so basically get on the green, get a hot putter. There's um, a ton of bunkers, water comes into play in five or six holes. So there is a little bit of trouble with the wind can make a lot of trouble, but uh, it's going to be a birdie fest unless like conditions get crazy. As Jesse mentioned, um, we've seen a score of like 15 and a score of like 21 win this thing. So even when it's windy, 15 still gets you home. When it's not windy, you see 21 or 22, which we've seen a lot lately. So uh, I, I'd say scoring is going to be a plenty. And um, 
off like off the tee is not as important. Distance definitely isn't because short short hitters are doing just fine here. So, what key stats are you looking at this week, Jesse? Uh, yeah, I mean, <clears throat> birdie or better, obviously. Um, approach game is going to matter. Greens and regulation, uh, and, and, and accuracy to a certain extent because you you know, like you said, I mean, it's it is by the ocean, so you can't hit it in the ocean, uh, preferably. Um, mm-hmm. But obviously, too, the the weather is going to play a factor. And there's pl- there's a little bit of course history, so I wait that a little bit as well. Yeah, I made a list of uh, there's two, four, six. There's eight guys that have played both events and had respectable finishes. At least seven of them were like top sixteen or better in both events. That tells you how bad the field is. Um, I, I tweeted right before we started. If you're a course or a current form truther, don't look at the current form of this field. Like it is dreadful. When you look at it, so literally you're just going to kind of go with what guys play well, like what specs do you like type thing and and give it a whirl. Uh, if you want to check out FanshareSports.com, use promo code ALWAYSPRESS for 20% off the package of your choice. A couple of little quick ones here. Uh, last six events on courses, par 71 and under 7,000 yards in this field. See, all these guys haven't even played all six of them, but like Kramer Hickok rates out well here. Anabon Lahiri, uh, these are all DK scoring. Lahiri, Russell Knox, he's played well at this event, actually. Uh, Peter Uline, Danny Lee, Michael Gillick. He has one nice finish here. And then Brian Gay checks the box, surprisingly enough. And then um, the last six events on Bermuda Greens, because some like to focus on that. Again, not a ton of, like, Higgo's only played in one event, scored 122 DK points on Bermuda Greens. Like, Matthew Fitzpatrick loves these greens. Nick Hardy, uh, Hayden Buckley, Denny McCarthy, Bezenhut. So you got some of the names you kind of expect and some. It's that kind of event. So that's what we're looking for here. Let's get at it then. It's going to be a wild one. The pricing is going to be just pretend pricing is just in a vacuum type thing. Like <laughs> names are going to be where they should not be. Let's put it that way. Yeah. But sure. you got to roll with it. Uh, 10K and above. Fitzpatrick leads the way at 11,000. Bezenhut is at 10.7. Mito Pereira is 10.5. See, Euros tour all together. Patrick Reed, 10.4. Seamus Power, 10.2. Who do you like in the 10K and above rank, Jesse? Uh, I mean, you, you mentioned Fitzpatrick coming off the win. He did win uh, in Europe uh, just a couple weeks ago. Um, the and and Deluca Masters uh, before that twentieth. But I mean, his season before that was you know kind of up and down. I don't know about paying eleven thousand for him, but he is obviously the best player in this field, especially with the recent win. Uh, recent win, uh, Mito Mito at, at 10 5 speaks for himself, and then Seamus at 10 2. I mean, I don't mind it. He finished 37th here last year, 31st the year before that. Come off of 21st at the uh Shriners, uh, did miss the cut the Sanderson's, but had a lot of made cuts in a row before that, including a win at uh the Barbasol, uh, one of the greatest courses uh on the PGA Tour every year. So, um, yeah, I mean, you know, I just think I'm not gonna play anybody above 10k to be honest with you. Yeah, when you get lower, balanced feels much better. I mean, it's about uh, damn impossible. Yeah. yeah. Like, uh, if I didn't have this model, like, and I keep saying that because it's been awesome ever since I started using it, I should have done Jesse's tried to get me to do it forever, and I finally did it. <laughs> and it makes playing so much more fun because you see things you didn't see. Uh, it may come in huge handy this week, or it's going to be a complete waste of time. We're going to see. But uh, 10K and above, these are the elite for a reason. I love Fitzpatrick. You got to pay a fortune for him. But like you said, definitely the best in the field. He ranks seventh in my model. He's ninth and birdie or better, uh, and ninth and fairways gained over the past twenty four rounds. Um, don't mind Bez. I think Bez you can get you'll get at a low ownership here because people will see fits. Mito's gonna be super popular. I've seen his name everywhere. He's first in my model. He's first in approach. He's second in opportunities gained. First, fourth and birdie or better. He's just checks every box. Mito's awesome. 
Uh, but he's going to be very popular. Him and Patrick Reed, I think, take the cake. And I was telling Jesse before the show, I think just fading Patrick Reed right out the gate. If you want to fade Mito as well, uh, or, or just fade the whole 10K, as Jesse said. But if you want to fade Reed and Pereira, that might be the way to just be different right out the gate. It's like everyone's – most will have one, if not both of those guys somehow. Probably just one could be really tough to get both. But I think it would be very, very popular. And Reed rates out horribly in my model. He's 100 second in my model. But everything you want to see, birdie or better, he's 100th. Opportunities gained 130. He's playing just bad golf right now. Could he win? Should he win? Probably, because that's what this course is. But you never know. And I like your Seamus Power call. He's ninth in my model. He's fifth in birdie or better. Uh, eighth in the key par four category here. And I agree. We, we, we wrote him uh, during the Barbasol time and all those tournaments around there. He's playing really good golf. He's played okay at this event uh, in recent years, in the, the two years it's been here. So I don't mind Seamus. I think he'll kind of go over – him and Bazin, he'll be kind of like the two guys not discussed a ton in this range. So if you're going up here, I think Powers and Bezenhu would be the way to go. Fitzpatrick's my choice, but it'll be really interesting to see ownership come like Wednesday to see where it all irons out. Just everybody decided to go balanced, and maybe these guys come in low owned, and it's time to tweak things a little bit. But for now, it's uh, it's Power and Bez for me. Nine K range, you got Hayden Buckley, Matthias Schwab, Chad Ramey, Adam Hadwin, Danny Willett, Taylor Pendrith, and Patrick Rogers. Jesse, yeah, it's uh, it's not great. Can you hear me? I can hear you. No, um, Hayden Buckley at 99. Now he, he two straight top tens for this guy, eighth and fourth in his last two starts, which, you know, the Shriners decent field, Sanderson. Okay. Field much better than this one. So the guy's been playing very well. Um, I don't know about paying $9,900 for him. I think he'll be pretty popular. Chad Ramey, uh, would be a guy that I would kind of look at right below him, uh, 14th at the Shriners and 63rd at the Sanderson farm. So, uh, maybe a little bit of a pivot there. I think Schwab will, will you know, he, he's okay too. He's probably the better golfer of the three, but, um, you know, on, on a more consistent base and is obviously kind of plays worldwide. Uh, but my favorite play here is Taylor Pendrith, 9,100. When he got added late into the Shriners, um, I meant to play him and I didn't. He made the cut. He hasn't missed a cut since the U.S. Open back in June. He's been playing all these fall events, obviously, except for the, the Zozo and the CJ Cup. Um, I've been playing really well, so I, I like Taylor Pendrith a lot at 9,100. Yeah, it's a fun range. I like the Buckley call. Not sure how much I'll have of him, but uh, I did ride him at Sanderson. He's a birdie machine. He's in this field. He's um he's eighth and birdie or better, but he can blow up at times too, so that's kind of the, the tricky part with him. But if he gets in a groove and the wind's not too nasty, Buckley can play pretty well. I like Ramey a lot. Somehow he ranks second in my model. He's seventh in opportunities game, 13th and birdie or better, and second in par five scoring in this field. Uh, so I like Ramey. I, I think he's going to go overlooked, as you mentioned. So that could be a nice one. Hadwin's a great play. He plays really well at short courses. Ranks good here. Um, he's going to be very popular. Very, very popular. He's accurate off the tee. He'll be in the fairway a lot. And he's played well in this event. So I think Hadwin's a great play. Could be very, very popular. I like the Pendrith call. He's fifth in par five scoring. He's um, first off the tee in this event. Definitely a guy that can go low. And then it might be Patrick Rogers week. Is it? It might be. It might be. 17th in my model. Fourth off the tee, second and birdie or better. Um, his fairways gained is the tricky one. He's spraying it right now. But he's, also, he's, he's, he's great in part three and great in part four scoring. So it's, it's going to be interesting. 59th and missed cut in his two starts here. Yeah, so he hasn't played great here either. So, But he likes playing those shorter courses like Pebble and everything. So it might be Patrick Rogers this week. He's not rating. He's like 17th, which is good. But in this field, maybe not that good. But um, 
definitely will get overlooked, I think, in the 9K range. Because I think Pendrith, people are going to start, they got to start catching on to him. Like we've been talking about, I know we're not the only ones that talk about him, but the dude's legit. So yeah. uh, it's people, he's, they're going to catch on to him here eventually. I've been talking about him since he was, I think, third grade. Yeah, yeah, at least third grade. You know, you got your boys, you got their back. So I, I feel you there. Um, 8K range, we got Thomas Dietrich at 8,900 bucks. Uh, Thialga, Thigala, sorry, Thigala, 8,800. Guido, 87. Stallings, 86. McCarthy, 85. Jaeger, 84. Higo, 83. Bramlett, 82. Armor, 81. Lipsky, 8,000. A nice little balanced range here, Jesse. Shit ton of are y'all guys in this event, man. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess it's, you know, well, I mean, it's not that big of a, it's not that too awful far from Europe to Bermuda, where, you know, like obviously a lot of the guys were in Japan, which is on the other side of the fucking world. Who made this schedule up? Somebody got bored and like, okay, well, we'll make this a legit event. Let's throw it here. Yeah, I don't know. I guess yeah. it's just all because of the HSBC. But yeah. um, so Thigala, uh, 89 uh, or 88, excuse me. Uh, he's not never played here, coming off a miscut, the Shriners, but was playing pretty solid golf with that eighth at the Sanderson. Uh, three other made cuts in a row before that, all top 50s. Denny McCarthy at 8,500. He's played here both years, fourth, 15th in those two starts. He's just that the form is not what you really want in somebody who's 8,500 with good course history. Uh, but miscut, 17th miscut in his last three starts. Did make three cuts in a row before that. Very up and down, but 8,500 in this field. I will def- I would definitely be taking some chances with Denny McCarthy, especially with that course history. Bramlett at 8,200. He's played the last two years here, too. Made the cut 45th, 31st. Um, cut off a miscut the Shriners, but did make two cuts in a row before that. Miscut before that. Three cuts in a row before that. I, I like Br- Bramlett quite a bit this week, too. Um, and then Lipsky, the model likes him, $8,000. Fourth place at that uh, event that, that Patrick won a couple weeks ago. Um, you know, he... he, sh- he yeah, I mean, for what the for what the event is in the in the the field, you know, eight thousand dollars. I don't think is a bad price for Lipsky. No, he's it's a, hard for me to say that. Yeah, but no, he's like a regular on the like. If he was in the sixty four hundred dollars, we like rave about him as a value play. Yeah, well, in this field, he he rates out well. That's what's going to happen. So yeah, uh, I don't blame you at all. We've talked about Lipsky a bunch of value. So eight thousand could be a deal when you start talking about some other guys that are higher and lower than him. It definitely makes sense. Um, for me, Guido's going to be very popular as well. I've heard him mention him and, him and Mito are, are very popular names. But he rates out 15th in my model. He's 7th on approach, 18th and birdie or better. Doesn't like like blow the field away, but he rates out pretty well in every category. So I'm intrigued there. I love the Denny McCarthy call. Like I said, I made a list of eight guys. That's the highest price guy on this course history thing I talked about. Like We can get value if you, don't play, if you want to play the small course history we actually have. Like this is these are the guys. So uh, Danny McCarthy checks that box, like you mentioned. I think um, Higo's interesting. At uh, he's twentieth in my model, twelfth and off the tee. But uh, fairways are an issue for him. But uh, par three scoring, par five scoring, par, he's, he's really good in all those. So I think Higo at eighty three hundred bucks could be a nice play. I love the Brown call. He's tenth in my model. I like him a lot. It's just a matter of can he not spray it and he'll be okay. Ryan Armour's another one. He's after Danny McCarthy. T eight and T eight. It's two years here. So I'm very intrigued by that with Ryan Armour, another guy that loves short courses. We talked about that time and time again at um, you know Pebble, at Harbor Town, and some of those other those other Dink and Dunk courses. He's 21st in my model. He's ninth in opportunities gained in this field, second in fairways gained, fifth in the par three uh, targets on this course. I think he's very very intriguing as well. So I'll be looking at some Ryan Armour to go with some course history as well. 7K range, 75 to 79. Jesse, who you liking here? 
start with uh, Nick Hardy at 79. Um, he's played well over the last couple uh, of tournaments that he's played in on the PGA Tour, 26th and 36th in his last two starts, has never played here. Nick Watney at 7800 bucks. Now, he missed the cut here back in 2020, but um, this is a guy who used to like be a very good PGA Tour pro. Um, got hurt, coming off that injury. His, he missed a shit ton of cuts last year, but finally figured it out toward the end of the year. And of late, uh, 56 at the Shriners, second at the Sanderson Farm, and 30th at the Fortnite. Uh, so, I mean, I, I at, at this price in this field, 7800 bucks, I really like Nick Watney. Um, Abby Barnrot finished 11th here last year. Two straight cut, missed cuts for him, but he did finish second at the BMW PGA Championship uh, about a month ago, month and a half ago. And then Lebiota at 7,500 to 16th and third here in his last two starts. Now he's missed four straight cuts. Yeah. That's the tricky part. But um, yeah, for me, I love me some Hubbard again, 7,900 bucks, 16th in my model. He's uh, seventh in fairways game, third in par five scoring, 15th in the par three scoring in this field. So I'm looking at some Hubbard as well. I don't mind the Watney take. That's pretty intriguing. I didn't really look at him a ton, but it makes a lot of sense in this field. Next up on the course history list, Russell Knox. He's 7,700 bucks. He's got T16 and T11 the last two years here. Now, his stats are, are a little confusing. He's 31st. He's uh, ninth in approach, which you want. He's 21st in ops gain, but his putting's horrific, and his par-5 scoring's horrific. So take, pick your poison there, but I think he can be a guy to at least make the cut and see what happens from there with Russell Knox. Uh, Lucas Hebert, he gets me every time because he ranks 34th. He's the best par-5 scorer in this field. He's always like a top-5 par-5 scorer in every event. But he just can't find the fairway, so he's a tilting one. But could be, I think he, on, in reality, he should be priced higher as well. I think because I think he's a, he's a better golfer than this, but he's an all or nothing type golfer. Uh, a few other ones as we trickle down here. Alex Smalley ranks 18th in my model. Let that one sink in. But he's a birdie machine. He's 14th in ops gain, 12th in birdie or better. So he's given himself tons of chances to score, which is what we want. And then you mentioned Lebiota, yeah, T16, T3. He's he's fourth on the uh, course history model here, and uh, he's eighth overall in my model. He's first and birdie or better in this entire field. He's like 35th or better in almost every category that matters to me, at least. But yeah, the four missed cuts in a row is a little tilting also. So keep that in mind. But in this field, like I said, if you're looking at current form, you're not going to build a lineup. So that's just not going to happen. You're going to have to just kind of pick your guys and go. And Lebiota could take advantage of a field like this. 7,000 to 74, Jesse, who are you looking at? Harry Hall, 7,200 bucks. Um, mostly... I'm uh, pretty sure he's all European tour. Um, he did play recently at the Shriners and finished eighth. Uh, Duffner at 7,200. Now he played here last year, finished 58th, has made uh, five straight cuts. Mm -hmm. And again, this is a, a, a similar type of situation. I mean, Duffner's not been hurt. He has started working out, though, I heard. Um, Good. So that's huge for him. And then David Hearn at 7,100, two straight eighth place finishes yep. at this event, coming off a missed cut at the Fortnite. Last but not least for me, Bo Hostler made both cuts in a row. I mean, I'm surprised Bo Hostler is priced this low, 26, oh, 24th, with that, especially with that, you know, course history, um, and made his last two cuts on tour. So Bo Hostler, 7,000, seems like a steal to me. And if you're thinking wind, do you think Euros and you think Texans? Hostler's, Hostler has, if you do a, just a wind model, I've, we've done this in, in previous events, Hostler crushes those. Like yeah. he loves playing in the wind. So I'm not saying to like, like I said earlier, my model right now doesn't have the wind in it because it just takes a lot of guys out. But it's something to keep in your back of your mind when you are selecting your player pools and stuff. If you want to make just one list and look at it real quick for for wind guys, keep it in mind. 
Hostler loves playing in the wind. Like sure. he plays very well in the wind. So um, he could flourish. That's probably why he's played so well in this tournament. So something to definitely keep in mind with Bo. Uh, for me in this range, it's it's not pretty. But Matthew Neesmith ranks fifth for me in this field, fourth in approach, 12th in opportunities gained. He's just a horrible putter, but we don't care. 12th, uh, 12th in opportunities gained, 22 in birdie or better, fourth in the par four scoring we're looking at. So Neesmith will be in a lot of my lineups at 7,300. Um, Jason Duffner, he's 26. I like him a lot. Like you said, he's 10th off the tee. He's first in opportunities gained in this field, Jesse. That's pretty impressive for Duff Daddy. His biggest issue, because he's really good in pretty much everything, is par five scoring. He's 101. I think he's getting a little older, and um, some of those big par fives are a little trickier for the Duff Daddy. So um, that could be uh, something to keep in mind, but he does rank out really well, so I'm with you there. Brian Stewart ranks third in my model for me, and this is a guy that uh, he's fourth in ops gain, 14th in birdie better, first in fairways gain, and sixth in the par four scoring method. I think Stewart could be a, a very, very nice value. We've seen him go really low at times. So I think Stewart's a, a one I'll have circled for sure. I like the David Hearn call, mainly just for the course history you mentioned. Similar with Brian Gay. He's been horrible, but a first and a third. You can not you can ignore it if you want, but there's something got to be there too. If it's <laughs> first and third in two events here, I'm not, I am not. I don't play a lot of Brian Gay, but I, I could see the, the appeal. Uh, and then Bo Hogue, he's 14th in my model, fifth in approach. He's a, a guy that can birdie in bunches as well. So I, I don't mind this low range in tournaments, like between Hogue, Hickok, Hostler. These are all guys that we could see winning events. We could see them going a lot of birdies. If you need to, if you need to go a little stars and scrubsy, I don't hate it in this regard. Six K range, Jesse. Who are you looking at? We have two more course history guys down here. Uh, I've only got two guys that I would even <laughs> consider rostering down here. One of them is Vajegas, and that's just because he did make the cut here last year and has actually played pretty decent of late. Um, you know, made a bunch of cuts before a miscut the Sanderson Farms and then finished thirty fifth at the at the Shriners. And then my model for some reason likes this Eric Barnes kid. It's sixty three hundred. I don't know why, but it's there. So do with that what you'd like. But I don't think I'll be below seven thousand. I mean, I'm trying not to get really below. 75 but uh, the thing about this week is you know everybody's gonna go try, try to go uh very balanced so if you go stars and scrubs you get some guys down here that you like you know it you're probably gonna be and then some guys up top that are the class of the field if they perform well yep. and you might do pretty well this week because i say six to six is gonna be super low ugly ugly especially when some of it's completely out of your hands because all of a sudden it'll get windy for like seven holes and it's out of your it's out of your control. And the guy just got the real bad end of the draw. And this is how it's gonna go. But um I, I don't mind some of the guys because the more I look at, like I said, a low seven K range, I could see going a little stars and scrubsy there and kind of being okay with it because long shots are gonna finish very high in this field. Like you just just accept that now. They're gonna finish very high. So a guy like Danny Lee at sixty seven, a guy we've seen compete in like legit tour events, he's thirty sixth in my model. Uh, all these guys have warts down here, so let's not try to like sugarcoat it. They all have problems, but We've seen him go low. Chase Seifert, 12th in my model, uh, second in the par four scoring, 12th in fairways gained, 15th in ops gained. We've seen Seifert uh, go birdie festing at times as well. Scott Brown ranks out fourth in this model, seventh in birdie or better, 10th in par three, 20th in fairways gained. He's a guy that's played very well on these coastal courses. We've seen him at like um, the, not the Barracuda, uh, Puerto Rico and some of those other ones down there. He's played very, Punta Cana or Corrales Punta Cana. He's played well in those type of events. So uh, 6,500. I could see going his direction. 
Eric Barnes ranks 35th in mine, so not quite as high as yours, but there's something there apparently. So I, I, I'm, I'm not in love with it, but I see it. Other than that, not a whole lot is checking the boxes. I'm going to try to stay out of most of it just like Jesse is. All right, 10K and above, who's your number one choice? Um, I'm going to say, I'm going to say Mito. Yeah, I'm going to go... Hmm. I'm going to go with Sheamus. Mito is the best ranked in my mom. I'm going to go Sheamus, though. Uh, 9K, who you got? Pendrith. I like that. Um, I can't make Raimi my number one. That's just not going to happen. I'm going to go Adam Hadwin, but prepare for the chalk. Just prepare for it. Uh, 8K range. Go with two since we're going potentially balanced. Sure. Uh, McCarthy and Bramlett. I'm going to go Armor and Bramlett with you. Um, 75 to 79. Watney. I like that. I am going to go with um, Mr. Mark Hubbard. 7K to 74, who you got? Uh, Hostler. This is a much trickier range. I'm going to go Brian Stewart. I'm going to stick by my guns here. This is a guy that checks a lot of the boxes here. Then if you have to go in the 6K range, where are you going? Vajegas. I like the Vajegas call. Um, I'm going to go with Mr. Neesmith. That'll be my dude down here. One other guy I forgot to mention. My bad. He's ranked 6. I thought he was in the 7K range. Cameron Percy is another guy. Uh, he's eighth in ops gain. He loves like I, I remember playing him 100 percent at Corrales at Puerto Rico and at Pebble. Like go look yeah. at his numbers there. Short courses, the wind does not affect him as much. Uh, he plays very well in those events. So another guy to keep in mind is Cameron Percy at 60. And we've seen we played him before in like legit events. He's played mm-hmm. pretty well for us. So another guy, if you are going stars and scrubs, Cam Percy could be one to uh, check out as well. All right, let's check out the DK sports book here because oh, why not? Um, this is a week to get wild if you're making bets, but uh, who you got winning this thing? Because there's some odds here. Yeah, um, you know, Pendrith at 35, not terrible. Where's Hostler? Hostler's gonna be down there. Yeah, I mean, Hostler at 80 is not terrible. No, nah, it's not. Uh, Vajegas at 100. I'd honestly look at Stewart at 90 if the model is accurate. He could. Uh, Cam Percy at 100. I don't think he wins it, but Cam Percy at eight. Eight plus eight hundred for a top ten is interesting to me. Yeah, Jason oh, Bone in this field. Yeah, I've ever saw Jason Bone. I was like laughing. Lahiri, he rated out good on fan share. He didn't show up good in my model, but he could be a guy to to keep him. I like the Vegas call, as you mentioned. I mean, a super long shot. Like if you just want to just punt a dollar or something. Ted Potter Jr. I mean, at four hundred to one, Mister Pebble. I mean, the dude has played well in the past. I mean, he just comes out of nowhere usually. So. If he's in the good uh, win draw on Thursday, he'd be a first round leader to look at. That's all yeah, I have for to sure. Because he that. can go super low and then just disappear. So mm-hmm. the crappy thing is, is usually we get top forty odds. We have no top forty odds this week. Only top twenty. So that's a bummer. Because I, I love play. this would be a perfect field to to play some goofy stuff like that. But you can still get some good top twenty odds too. Uh, in reality, if you want to like Chase Seifert's plus five fifty, Danny Lee plus four hundred. Uh, where's Stewart at? Stewart's plus three fifty. Percy's Percy is plus three fifty. So I can't even give you a legit winner. This is an ugly, ugly field. That this is, rough. This is one of those fields you might want to look into, like a uh, a Saturday morning, making a bit like you'll get worse odds, but you might have a better feel for it to at least win some money type thing. Yeah, so, it's tricky. But uh, final thoughts on the Bermuda Championship. I don't like I said. Uh, you know, it, 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 a lot of people are going to think exactly like we've talked about going balanced this week because six to six percentage is going to be low. So, you know, if you're playing a lot, of, I, it, it's one of those weeks, in my opinion, not to play a whole lot of money. But if you are and you're like maxing some stuff, 
you know, stars and scrubs is going to be different. I do believe so. Um, yeah. We actually, like we started out saying the balance. When I first looked at pricing, I was a hundred percent with him. Like I'm gonna go balanced, but it's starting to look like the low seven K kind of high six. Like it's not pretty, but I could, I could see these guys making the cut and maybe T20 or better. And if you get a couple of those guys to do it with a Fitz or a Mito or somebody, you'd be surprised like how that's going to work out. Cause I think balance will be popular or like I said, just fade Mito and Pat Reed and you'll probably be just fine. <laughs> yeah. But um, join us in the fancy DJs discord. I throw ownerships in there. I don't, other guys do too. Um, and then I usually try to give out like my tops and like certain like approach categories that guys want. So I can kind of help you with your player pool as well. If you have any questions, join us there. Um, but yeah, it's going to be interesting. There's no shot tracker again, which really, really sucks. Like they raised the fees or they raised the purse, put some, I know they need volunteers. I get it, but just pay some people, some living wages and let them go shot track every tournament. How hard is that? Like really? Yeah. How hard is that? I'd, so, if you paid me well enough, I'd probably do it myself. A hundred percent, or at least yeah. retired. Cause most of the ones like I see at Pebble and you probably see at Barbasol, they're all retired people that love golf and they just sit there and do it. That's why they're screwed up half the time. But right. hey, they try. Right. I guarantee you, you could get some of those guys that that'll travel, like at least like do the West region and have at least like have little groups, like at a hundred percent. But we, I digress. Check out Jesse on, on Twitter at DFS Golf Gods. The podcast at Always Press DFS. Uh, give us a rate and review on iTunes. We truly would appreciate it. Or watch us on YouTube. You can check that out as well. The Fantasy Degens YouTube channel. I'm Matt BD and Trick. Uh, good luck this week. We'll catch you guys next time. Show, no, 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 no